When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey everyone, this is Jen Duplessis with Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I am so happy to have you here with us today. And I want to say if this is your first time, thank you so much for joining our community. I hope that you enjoy this interview that we're doing today. And if you have been listening for a while, thank you so much for listening to us and for giving us great ratings and great reviews. So please continue to do that if you've not done that already. So today my guest is Darian Parker, and I want to share with you a little bit about Darian. So bear with me while I read through all of his stuff, but he is with Epic Leisure Management in the state of Washington, and he helps people, lots of people. Real estate developers, hotel developers, uh, country club general managers, gym owners. So when we talk to him about all of these people that he's helping, we're going to find out what his path was from success to significance in the way that he is giving back to the people that he is serving. So I want to welcome you, Darian, to the show. Hi, Jen. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So let's get started with your story. What brought you to where you're at now? Oh, man. I think my story is one where travel is the word that I would say for it. You know, I grew up in a military family. And so I was born in Germany and I've lived there a couple of times. And throughout the course of the military service that my dad was in, I think the journey really was about hard work, integrity, Mm -hmm. caring about other people, like a genuine care for others and being yourself no matter what being yourself in the face of scrutiny. And as you're growing up, especially when I was in high school growing up, I felt like I was this very kind of more mature, old soul type of person. Yeah. But everybody else I knew generally was not. So (laughs) did not make for the best time in high school. Yeah. Um, Most of us didn't have a good time in high school. (laughs) Yeah. I, I actually don't get when people say high school is like the peak of their life. I'm like, I don't get that. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I, I don't want to top out at that point in my life. That's right. weird. And I was just painfully shy, like painfully. It was difficult for me to relate to people my age. And so I wanted to break through that. I desperately wanted to get out of high school. I wanted to graduate so I could move on, start fresh and bring out the person inside me that I knew was always there. I to right. bring that person to the surface. And so when I got to college, it felt like this was the time for me to really. Now or never. 
right? Now or never. Yeah. And so for a lot of people, like one of their biggest fears is public speaking. You know, a lot of people are so afraid of that. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take a public speaking class in college. I'm just going to get get through this. And, you know, we had to give speeches every single week, the entire semester in front of a large group of other students. And it broke me in a good way. It broke all the barriers down for me so that I could actually function and speak to people without feeling so painfully shy about it. Yeah. So what did you study and then how did you use that in now what you're doing? So I was a kinesiology major with an emphasis in exercise leadership. I'm going to be working with people. You know, I need to know how to speak and be personable and connect. And so that public speaking class was an elective. It wasn't something I had to do. It was what I chose to do. And then my program at James Madison University, where I went for my undergrad and master's, I wanted to also have counseling. And so they had this great course called Basic Counseling Skills. And you received a therapist for the entire semester as part of the class. Wow. And that was also very life-changing for me. You think as a 20-year-old student, going to your therapist. It's part of your class and you're getting videotaped and you're talking about your feelings and stuff and emotions. And <laughs> that was just crazy. And I, but I always felt good when I left Yeah, my therapist and I would go to my next class. I just thought it was such a unique thing. To yeah. Do. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it before. That's I cool. still haven't heard of it. And yeah. But I give my university a lot of credit for making that possible. Yeah. That was in Virginia. That's where I'm Oh at. my gosh. Where in Virginia? Yeah. I'm in Northern Virginia. Oh man. I so, went to high school in Northern Virginia. Funny. Oh, enough. wow. That's great. Oh, well, we're going to have to talk about that because we're all from Northern Virginia here. That's awesome. Apparently. That's amazing. Yeah. We know each other. I tell you, you <laughs> never know. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, you're probably my son's age, not my <laughs> age, but we probably know each other. That's really cool. That's neat. Yeah. So what did you do when you got out of college and you started doing personal training and what are you doing now? Well, when I got out of college, I was personal training then. That's when I started my career. But I stayed at James Madison for, gosh, almost seven years because I did my master's degree there as well. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was trying to not really work so much because I was like, I don't know who I am. Like, I don't right. want to get out there and just start working. I don't know myself. And so I just continued to go to school. I continued to personal train. And then once I graduated, I went to UNLV across the country. And I did my doctorate in sports education leadership after that, because I wasn't ready to go into the workforce full time. And I didn't consider training to be kind of like my career. It was earlier on, it was just a thing I loved to do, but I wasn't considering it that thing. Right. So then what did you do after you graduated? So after I graduated, well, I stayed at James Madison for my master's degree. Again, wasn't ready to work (laughs) completely. And I kept training people. And then I went in my doctorate at UNLV because I felt like I wanted to have my terminal degree as to give me some an advantage as I went out into the workforce eventually. And during that time, I wanted to understand more about the psychology of human beings. And so Mm -hmm. I really dove deep into human behavior, behavioral analysis, behavior modification, all the things that are really catchy today. I was learning about back in 2007 when I graduated. I just started working in more of your career college system. I liked teaching, but it was teaching personal trainers. So the personal training thing was always still there, always a part of my whole thing. So I rose to become like the director of education for a career college, helping to certify trainers, 
an official educational program, a vocational program through it. And then one day, you know, we moved back to Las Vegas. Actually, there was travel. That's why I said it's travel. We yeah. moved to Kansas and we went back to Vegas and it was like a whole thing. And I got back to Vegas and I was like, you know, I don't really want to be a teacher like in a university. I'm just going to give that up. I just gave it up. And I said, what do I love to do? I love personal training. I'm just going to keep doing that. So I chose to make that my career. And I answered a very cryptic ad on Craigslist. I don't even know who answers things on Craigslist anymore. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You know but, right. And I got into the luxury fitness world and started as a trainer for this company, WTS International, which is a gigantic global 33 country lifestyle wellness recreation amenity company. And then throughout that 12 years I was with them, I ended up becoming the GM of a very large high-end club in Las Vegas and then became the national director of fitness for the entire company, the global. I was like, man, it was awesome. I enjoyed it, but it was kind of another glass ceiling. It was like, I wasn't challenged at the end. And I was like, how can I really make this something? Yeah, Yeah, I wanted to do so. I quit. That's kind of been my thing. I drop things when I'm not challenged by them. Right. And I said, I want to go out on top. So I went out completely happy, completely satisfied, in love with what I was doing. I dropped it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's part of making these changes, you know, going from the success to significance, you know, is just trying to find what is going to make you feel better about what you're giving back to the world. So I love that. So you were still trying to do that, right? You were still trying to find out where do I really fit into in this world and what am I passionate about? Yeah. I mean, right when I turned 40 or so, maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but (laughs) I study human behavior. I should know better, but I just felt like I had an itch to do something that I thought was going to be a little more meaningful for me. So I said, well, what can I do? Mm. And personal training just, and I had trained the entire time throughout all these years. Yeah. You know what? I want to have two companies. I want to do one where I personal train full time. And I want to have another one where I do the previous job I was doing, where I was working with country club general managers, hotel developers, and designing gyms and amenities for them, managing clubs. I want to do both those things. So Mm -hmm. Epic Leisure Management was born from that with the desire to have my own version of that, of a larger company, but more on a small boutique company where we could actually sit down and service the people we work with. Because the thing with working in a large company, and I'm very grateful for that company, was the fact that I thought it was too big. And Mm -hmm. when you're in 33 countries, it's very difficult to effectively meet the needs of all of your clients. Oh, yeah. Doing that. So... We want to be a boutique. So tell us then, what does Epic Leisure Management specifically do? Yeah, so we're basically a one-stop shop. So say that we're working with hotel developer. They said they're going to build this hotel. Most hotels, especially very luxury-based hotels, have pretty beautiful amenities now, spas, health clubs. Yeah. And now more than ever, because wellness is such a big deal, these have become super high-end luxury places, full-fledged facilities. But what happens is your hotel developer doesn't know anything about health and wellness. You know, they're worried about occupancy of hotels and food and beverage, and that's great. All those things are good. But often what happens is they build this beautiful facility, and they're not quite sure how to run it or how to maximize its profitability and the customer service related to it. Mm -hmm. So that's where we come in as a third party 
management company where we say, hey, listen, this is our expertise. Mm-hmm. And even better, if we can get in with you before you're even building the hotel, we can be a part of designing the actual health and wellness amenity based off of the occupancy that you think you're going to have in the hotel, how many treatment rooms you should have in the spa, what products you should be using, the programming and everything. That's our ideal time to get in there. Financial budgeting for the spa, mm-hmm. the fitness facility, and then the actual turnkey everyday daily management of it. So that we blend in. So if we're working with a like a Ritz Carlton, yeah, and we manage it, nobody knows that Epic Leisure Management is running the spa. Right. Their guests don't know that. They right. think it's the hotel. Yes. But you're getting the expertise of a third party company. And so we've become that company for them. Yeah, and that's awesome. Thank so you. how does your passion for personal training still fit in there other than knowing that you're putting together something that's great for people? How are you fulfilled on a regular basis from that standpoint? Because you oh, you've got those two sides. Yeah. You know what? That's my socialization side, I would yeah. say. I feel like when I'm doing work with Epic, it's more of you're working with CEOs and vice presidents of companies vice presidents of marketing, you're really high up the branch in terms of the kind Mm -hmm. of the more corporate aspect of it. Right. It's very slow moving. It's a labor of love, I would say. Whereas training, it's a very immediate feeling. Every day I'm working with my clients and we're growing together, we're becoming friends with each other. We're emotionally syncing with each other and I'm watching them become better people and they're making me better person. Right. With our daily interactions. So I feel like I kind of have the long term play and mm-hmm. then also have the short term play at the same time with training, which can yeah. be long term too. And most of my clients are very long term. My longest term client so far is 13 years and running, you know. Wow. So, so yeah. we're growing and up with each other. So I see how you could fulfill that passion that you have while the long game is playing itself out there someplace in the future. So something interesting that you've mentioned about yourself is that you write poetry. So where did that come from? You're taking me back. (laughs) When you were quiet, you had nothing else to do. (laughs) Yeah, that was in my early 20s when I was still trying to like figure out what's going on. I said, man, you know, I've got this outlet. I love writing. I really enjoy writing and I enjoy expressing myself. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, I'm like, I need to get these thoughts out, these feelings out about this whole thing. And so I said, you know what? I was like a junior in college and I said, I'm going to start writing poetry books. Yeah. And I wrote one and I really liked it. And I was like, I'm going to self-publish it. And then the bookstore <laughs> right. in college actually decided to order it and, and have it in there. Wow. Which was fun. So all of my friends would like go and buy the book from the store and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. And then I wrote several more after that, just because I just enjoy the creativity. Yeah. And I want people to see a different side of me that often like people in my profession and fitness are often defined by it, very consumed by it. And uh, I want that to never be the case with me, that there's many other aspects to me in music and art and painting and different things that I want to be known for to be as somebody who is almost eclectic in a variety of things. I love my jobs, but it's definitely not my life. (laughs) What would you say was, you know, when you think back and you could talk to your younger self, what would you say to your younger self to help that person get to where you are now, where you're at the point of saying that, you know, you feel that you're making an impact 
on many people's lives in a lot of different ways? I would say just hold on, just keep doing what you're doing. So was that something that you were second guessing at that time? Yeah, I think especially when you're in your 20s, you're, mm-hmm. I think you're always second guessing what you're doing. <laughs> you're kind yeah. of, your brain's still forming, you know, the prefrontal cortex of your brain's still forming. Your decision making's a mess half the time. <laughs> Biology, but it's also emotion and it's circumstances and things. And I think I had doubts about where I was going. But I would say, hey, just stick it out. I would say the same thing my mom said to me when I was in high school, when she said, honey, who you are now is going to be highly desirable when you're older. I promise you. You just got to <laughs> get through it. Nobody's like this normally at this age. It's okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. And I, and it's good that you have that, still think about that inspiration in those that comments that she made to get you through. Listen, there's a lot of people. My son is 34, 33 or 34, and he is an old soul. Yeah. He's, every time he turned, whatever he just turned, <laughs> 33. <laughs> We still laugh at him and say that he probably turned 88 because he's just yeah. really an old soul. He's always sort of been that way. And, yeah. you know, I think you grow into that. And then once you do, my gosh, look what you can do to help. And I mean, obviously you could have taken the path of a lot of fitness trainers and personal trainers, you know, that are working in clubs all the time and that's all they have. But what yeah. a great way that you could get into to be able to impact people from a third party. They don't even know that you've impacted them in that way. So thinking about our listeners, you know, our listeners are people that are saying, gosh, you know, I've been in corporate forever and I want to make a change and, mm-hmm. or I've made the change or I'm in the middle of the change. And I'm, I don't know if this was the right thing. What advice do you want to give to someone who's in any one of those categories that you feel would make an impact on them? You know, I would say that the feeling that you're having, that itch or that sense moving through your body that you should do something. You should listen to it. Yeah. The gut. It's like a siren. Yeah. It's like a siren. And that bell is only going to get louder. You could yeah. push it away, but it's going to get bigger. You should yeah. just follow it and listen to it. It's your intuition. It's your gut. It's telling you what to do. You should do it. I love that. And maybe not do what you do, but quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to have some plans. Things are different, yeah. right? You're like, come up with yeah. a plan. Come up with a little yeah. bit. Of- I mean, I have plans now when I do things. But right. Back then, I like, it was different, right? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally yeah. get it. So if someone wanted to get a hold of you and want to chat with you, before I do that, so your avatar And you probably have two avatars, right? But because you're physically located in one location, anybody who's listening who lives in your area could call on you for personal training. But your business perspective, you know, of Epic Leisure Management, um, if someone's listening and they're a developer, they're a gym owner, or they know a gym owner, or they know somebody, tell us exactly what that person looks like so that someone listening could help your business go forward. Or if they are listening, you could help them directly. Yeah, I would say to, you know, any hotel developers, land developers, gym owners, the best thing is really, one, admitting that saying, hey, you know, I think wellness is huge. And everybody in that space wants to get into the game. And but they often are not aware that I think a lot of companies, they don't really know about that third party management companies exist. Yeah. So I think for us, the best thing is if you're in the business to hotel developers, land developers, club general managers, is really just to go to our website, elmadventures.com. You'll learn about the type of people we are, which is most important because, you know, when you're doing business for me, it's 
who are the people you're dealing with? Because if you're working with us, you're going to work with us closely. So you want to know that you're dealing with really reputable, kind and caring people. That's what we are. Yeah. And then our services are on there and then our contact information. So we're easily available on there. It has our numbers, has our email address, everything. So very easy to get in contact with us. We're also on LinkedIn. We have a company page on there. And then both myself and my business partner, Alan Jakubowski, is also on there. So I think we're pretty easy to find, but I think that the type of service we offer is not often out there too much yeah. for people. Okay. So I want to switch gears real quick as we tidy up our interview here today, but I want to switch gears real quickly as we go into the decade of the twenties, you know, and a lot of people are calling about the roaring twenties. I'm calling it it the soaring twenties Oh, because I really want everyone's everything to soar, you know? So what is going to soar in your life and your business in these soaring twenties? You know what? It's interesting we're doing a, a podcast here because I have my own podcast as well that I love doing. And I think that plus my training plus Epic Leisure Management, I think that trifecta is going to soar this year in my life because all those things are connected with each other. They're all about emotion. They're mm-hmm. all about caring about people, about loving people in an honest, genuine way and helping without an agenda. But I want to ask you this. Tell us about your podcast. Oh, my podcast is Dr. D's Social Network. And so basically, I talk to people underneath the health and wellness umbrella primarily, but I'm expanding out to people in just a variety of different fields because it's really just about good conversation. I love having positive conversation with people. And as long as I can talk to somebody and I can help them become the best version of themselves. That's what the podcast is really about, telling stories or storytellers. Yeah, I love it. So if anybody's listening, they could also reach out to you and say, hey, I'd like to be on your podcast if they're listening in their wellness as well. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That, I talk to pretty much anybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you. And it's called Dr. D's Social Network. Social Network. Okay. And we'll make sure we'll put a link in the uh, show notes as well to make sure. So as we end today... Can you give us either a favorite quote or a quote that Man. I'm reading with you now or a book that you're reading right now that's having an impact on you? Yeah, a book that I love. I'm not a huge reader. I'm definitely not. But the last book I read that I really love is by Chris Voss, and it's called Never Split the Difference. Okay. Oh, and yes, I know that book. Yeah. You know that book? It's a yeah, great it's book. Negotiating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah. has been hugely effective for me because... It's really kind of the art of persuasion in a very positive way, learning how to almost interview people to get the best information out of them. Again, yeah. not to swindle them, just to create good quality conversation. Yeah. And curiosity, you know. Curiosity, curiosity, yeah. In the relationship. Yeah, I love that. Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, yes, I, I do. <laughs> I do have a favorite quote. Is this your quote because you're a poet or is this someone else's? Yeah, this is my quote. I'm yeah. going to give you this. I, I thought of this maybe like five or six years ago, but it's called greatness magnifies mediocrity. Oh, yeah. And so I think like when you see greatness and you're around it, sometimes people, they get frustrated or jealous of it. A lot of times it's because it magnifies their own sense of why they're not accomplishing things. It's often with a lot of things is a lot of people's anger and frustration is because they're mad at themselves for not doing the things they need to do to accomplish what they want. Funny that you say that because I was just speaking in an event yesterday and I made this comment to them, execution laziness. (laughs) 
execution <laughs> because, lazy. Right. Because everyone says, well, you know, I just, I wish I could be like you or I wish I could do. It's really about the, the laziness of execution. And I'm not sure where it's from because I don't have all of the education that you do in mm-hmm. human behavior. But I, I imagine there's a lot of reasons why. It could be entitlement. Yeah. It could be anger. I mean, there's just probably thousands of reasons why people don't oh, execute. Yeah. And it's just very, very frustrating for me as someone who does. It, it just is. But I love that. Yeah. Greatness magnifies mediocrity. And it's true. It's true. It's a mirror. Greatness is a light that shines on mediocrity and says, hey, listen, this is what if you want to be great, you have to see what you're doing is not the path for that. Yeah. And it's usually not sexy to be great. It's work. Grinding. (laughs) It's very grinding. It's like, you know, I think the mistake that people make is like, oh, you're doing something you love and you just love it all the time. No, there's days I don't want to do the things that I'm doing. I don't want to train people all the time. Right. And just like my clients don't want to work with me all the time. They're tired. They don't want to, well, you know what? You got to just show up anyways. Yeah, that's true. And you'll feel great afterwards. Exactly. (laughs) And by the way, you have a 34-year-old son. You look amazing. But I mean, literally, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. True. Yes, I'm also a grandma, which is wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Are yeah, you kidding me? We, we have three and one-year-old. Yeah. They're all with my son. You know, my daughter just got married. Yeah. So she has, doesn't have any kids yet, but I'm bothering yeah. her about it. You're Come bothering on. her. I want to be able to play on the floor with them. (laughs) Everybody, listeners, Jen is going to do that. She looks fantastic. She's taking care of herself. I can tell. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I'm plant-based. I, I'm a dancer. And to be clear about that, I'm a ballroom Latin and swing dancer. (laughs) You want to make that clear to everybody. (laughs) Very clear about that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do because that's my passion, you know, that I love to play with and stuff. So, well, it was absolutely wonderful having you here, Darian. Thank you so much for sharing with everybody. And I know that you have a business as well, but I love all of the words. So anybody who's listening, you know, is listen again, because the key words that Darian's putting out here, you know, are the things that have made him not only successful, but also makes him very, very significant with the people that he works with and surrounds himself with. So listen in, listen closely to that. And that's something you're chasing after then get in touch with him. And I'm sure he will help you as well. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. All right. Listen, everybody, go out there and make it a great day. And again, thank you so much for listening in. Please be sure to give us a great rating and some feedback and the form of a review, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.